Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy Podcast by a Scooby and a Newbie. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 2, Living Conditions, original air date, October 12th, 1999. Before we get into anything, Michaela, I want to tell you a story about magic. Okay, good. Magic is best done in the audience's own hands, question mark. (laughs) Magic is best done with a story, additional question mark. Let's do a bit of magic right here and now. I wanted this to be a bit more elaborate, but I was too lazy. Anyway, I'm going to take a stab from the past at what Teeks' review will be called, and this was written without having seen (laughs) a single minute of the episode. Whoa. I am not... (laughs) I'm not putting any money on this, <laughs> but I am submitting my formal guess right now. This is crazy. This is the one with Buffy's roommate. Interesting. We'll see how that pans out for me. <laughs> I may <laughs> submit a revised guess. I don't really know. We'll see. We'll see. Wow. Like, is this the first line of your notes? Yeah. Wow. The one with Buffy's roommates. Or roommate, sorry. And, like, that's not crazy, I guess. That's that's pretty yeah. on brand. So yeah, we'll see. I think given what I know now, <laughs> I I might be changing that, but I really wanted this to be pure, you know? Oh, that's nice. Uh-huh. So we get a previously on that seems like differently formatted. A, it doesn't have Giles saying, Previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It was very jarring. And like, this conversation really isn't accessible to anyone who lives outside of Canada or oh, yeah, elsewhere. Oh, yeah, previously on. Right, Shit. the whole Netflix thing. Yeah, because I... should stop talking about it then. Maybe. Anyway, it feels weird, I guess. No, but it was, it was very strangely <laughs> formatted. And let's just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Getting into our episode, we have Buffy starting off not liking Kathy's music. This is Do You Believe in Life After Love? Yes, this is Cher. And this is the only song Kathy's going to play for the rest of the episode. Yeah, you promised me some Celine things, which did not happen. I think that ragging on Cher is in the same realm as ragging on Celine. Yeah, I can definitely believe that. But ragging on Do You Believe in Life After Love Cher is different than ragging on Cher, like pre-Sonny Bono's death, right? Okay. I feel like those are two different shares, and I think from your... <laughs> the way that you responded to that, you don't know enough about share to really have this conversation with me. I really don't. <laughs> Michaela, I did research for this, but it was the wrong research. I see. Today, I listened to an hour straight of Celine songs. <laughs> and you are all the better for it. Sure. <laughs> I Okay. She does a good power ballad, I guess, does a lot of soft rock, and has an entire album about her child and the miracle of having a child. And it is called Miracle. This is the thing about Celine, is that you may or may not agree with her musical style. The bottom line is that her voice is amazing. Her voice is very good. I don't agree with her musical style. And that's okay. She can be a national treasure, whether or not you agree with her musical style. I'm just imagining this in the context of, like, Nicolas Cage national treasure. (laughs) Uh. Like, the Canadian version of that. And, yeah, Celine is the treasure that was there all along. Oh, in our hearts? The real treasure. Yeah. Yeah. The real treasure is the friends we made along the way. Yeah, like, the real treasure is always friendship. Yeah. Or, I mean, going in the theme of this whole baby thing, maybe the real treasure is babies. Mm, Nope. Hard pass. (laughs) Oh, God. So, yes, I can see that Do You Believe in Life After Love would be very, very annoying to have on just that one song on repeat. Oh, Lord. And, like, at one point in this episode, the song is playing, and then it stops playing. And Kathy has to go over and, like, press play again, essentially. And I understand that she has, like, an old school CD player, but I'm fairly certain it has a repeat button on it. Oh, yeah. Like, she shouldn't have to press play every, like, three and a half minutes. The scene is so good, though, because she literally stops (laughs) mid-sentence, pauses to go hit play, and then picks up like nothing happened. Listen, I understand that for comic effect, it was very, very good. (laughs) It was great. Uh, I'm more questioning what 
CD just had one song on it. Right, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Unless yeah. the next song was about to start, but no, that doesn't make any yeah. sense. Okay, we're overthinking so it's, this. It's all just comedy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy's ironing her jeans, which is a perfectly normal thing to do. <laughs> like, did you see her ironing her jeans and think, that's a bit crazy? Yeah, of course I did. <laughs> good, that's like, good. I, I'm not a person who irons things. Right. But I understand that some things do need to be ironed. And I know that jeans <laughs> generally don't fall into that category. No, it does kind of feel like a waste of time. That's fine, There's though. There's an interesting discussion to ha- be had in this episode about whether Kathy is being portrayed as, like, having mild OCD or OCPD. And how well the show treats that. Like, fussiness in a roommate, I can see where that would be annoying. But are they just kind of taking the piss out of people that have a, a real mental disorder? I don't know. Well, a lot, a lot of the things that she does are very much, this is the way she is comfortable and she wants to be that way. And Mm. I mean, later on in the episode, it's like partially despite Buffy. The thing about the pencils, though, that sounds like straight up (laughs) OCD to me. Yeah. So Kathy's got a new fun system for Buffy (laughs) as Buffy is trying to leave the room. And this involves the shared use of their single landline phone. Which is, again, amazing. I cannot fathom. Because when my older sibling went through university, like, she had a landline phone in her room. Just one? And that was five years before I did. Well, she had a single room, too. Ooh, okay. Like, but but you wouldn't have to pay the phone bill, would you? Would you? I hope not. I don't know. When she's like, oh, when the bill comes, I'm like, bill? In about five years? Like, that changed so drastically to the point where that was not even remotely a thing no and i'm glad of that because yeah this seems like nonsense yeah her passive aggressiveness about the milk is just (laughs) delightful though so kathy has noticed that buffy used a single coffee's worth amount of milk is what i'm getting out of this. so i mean like even if buffy used like let's just go with a tablespoon of milk that's (laughs) like how did kathy notice has she been weighing her milk like i don't know so, yeah, the idea that she noticed that is also pretty, like, on the OCD train. I'm not on Buffy's side here. I don't no. think she should have been drinking other people's milk without, you know, letting them know asking. or asking them. No, like, what Buffy yeah. did was definitely wrong. But the fact that Kathy noticed this amount of milk really tickles me. And I'm trying so hard to say milk and not milk. Oh, you were doing I such hope, a good job. I didn't I even notice. realize... <laughs> It's I hard am for me. So impressed right now. It's good. a good thing we're gonna get, we're gonna get to talk about milk so much in this episode. Uh, <laughs> you milk have so much and pillows. Yes. So much practicing to do. Did you love Buffy's weird short jeans that have some other material at the bottom? <laughs> Did I notice them? <laughs> of course no. not. She's also oh. wearing a coat that I would argue fits her. Whoa. Right? Like you what? didn't you didn't notice that it's it's a long coat, but you didn't notice yeah. that it was too large because it's probably the size of coat she should be wearing. It's just <laughs> insanity is what it is. Last season was so crazy, and they've <laughs> taken such a dramatic shift from that. <laughs> Man. Buffy's no longer wearing things that are two sizes too large, and Willow is so much more reasonable. Don't you just want to, like, pour one out for the Rawls, though? No! <laughs> no, absolutely not! They were awful! <laughs> so, so no, the Rawls aren't, like, in the Hall of Fame with Jesse. God, no! <laughs> I knew you weren't gonna like that. Jesse and Larry are on a oh. completely different continent than the Rawls. The Rawls are burning in hell. Oh, Man, boy. Poor Larry. So we do see Willow and her amazing 90s hair, which, okay, so, so the bottoms flippy. of it are, like, curled and flipped out, right? Flippy as fuck! Yeah, it looks great. I don't know why, but I'm really partial to this look on Willow. I don't know either. Like, I don't know what about her hair is so much more appealing. And, like, she's wearing more makeup, too. Like, oh, she, a lot more. She looks great in this scene. Yeah, this is so different from even last season yeah. when they just, she was living in the hell of overalls. <laughs> there are so many hells sent to torment us. But she's not fully out of the woods yet because she is carrying a gigantic bag. It's, it's really made of like square, yeah. Canvas. It's very square. So I've got a picture of this in the Dropbox, but you've seen this. This was a style of bag. I am pretty <laughs> confident that I can 
remember many bags such as this. Well, we're also eventually in the early 2000s going to get to the, like, duffel bag-sized purse, which (laughs) happened at my high school. I can't imagine that they'll ever do that on this show, though. I hope not. It was insane. Because it would be very jarring. Yeah. I mean, so her, her bag, huge, made of canvas, very square, got a couple of, like, abstract forms of humans on it. I'm just thinking about what you could fit in there. Like, most of a human, a bunch of babies, a <laughs> lot of drugs, probably an entire unfolded Bristol board. Every every bag or whatever they're carrying around campus is supposed to double as, like, a backpack, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there are probably some books in it or something. So, so imagine you've laid out four binders <laughs> all, like on a table to make the most amount of area Jesus. that is how her bag is packed where she just she needs to study a lot okay mm-hmm. so yeah uh willow's there buffy's bitching about her roommate because her roommate's pretty weird but buffy's not blameless which is a theme we'll come back to oh yeah we will some spooky glowy eyed demons looking at buffy all weird willow leaves at some point and kathy shows up because she's like oh buffy i thought it'd be just cool to hang out and like yeah Let's go get lattes. You didn't want to be alone or anything, right? Well, because Buffy has to have some reason for why she's leaving in the middle of the night. And so yep. going to get a coffee was her clever ruse. Hell yeah. That it's ruse is backfired. clever as hell. Yeah. Really, really backfired. Anyway, Demon shows up. There's so much greenery on this campus. Shit. Yeah, Buffy <laughs> tends to do a lot of demon fighting in bushes. And you're sort of like, where'd they get all these bushes? Like, are there just hedge mazes in the middle of UC Sunnydale? I guess. Well, I suppose Buffy would also be patrolling the dark, shady areas where something like a vampire (laughs) might lurk. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just unfortunate that at our university campus, that was more likely to be (laughs) the in-between spaces left over between buildings that were poorly planned. When we started there, there used to be green space. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I think when you started. When I started, it was mostly gone. When the B2 green was actually a green? Yeah. And then when you started, they'd probably already started building a building in it. Yeah, they had. Yeah. I got to see it as the green once when I was (laughs) on the campus tour before I started. And then I came back and they had dug a giant pit. Oh god, that pit was just in the way of everything for the entire time. This will be a building the year after you graduate. Hell yeah. But why? Hey, it's a fancy building though, so. Sure thing. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. So, glowy eye demon comes up, scares him. Buffy throws Kathy off the path and fights him a little bit. Demon gets away. Kathy hasn't seen anything, but... Her sweater was ruined. Oh no, she fell down in the dirt. I have a problem with this. Suck. Kathy gets pushed into the dirt. Her sweater gets ruined. Like, sure. Great. Her pants are white. <laughs> and I understand that maybe she just fell, like only the top half of her body somehow fell in the dirt. But like... It's like where the hoodie pockets are, though. If this is a hoodie or whatever, like they're they're close to the waist. That gets the dirtiest, as far as I can tell. And I just can't fathom how her pants are fine, you know? (laughs) They're just such a light color. (laughs) Yeah. Right, and then we have our first conversation. The demon has a demon buddy, and they're talking about, ooh, she must, might be the one. Ooh, where she is left nice and ambiguous. Yes, so ambiguous. Now, did you, (laughs) were you suspicious at this point? Did you just assume it was Buffy they were talking about? This point, I thought it was Buffy the next time we see them, and they were still just saying she. I You're was like, like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Oh. They just said she. Yeah. No, I, I, I get who it is now. Yeah. Yeah. There. Good. Anyway, we go to see Giles, <laughs> and we come into our first segment of the evening. Oh, God. Quite the setup. Well, I give up. What's the catch? Oh, no catch. Although we are technically in New Jersey. Not one place even remotely livable. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. I was hoping you might have actually done some research around this, but your silence and uh, lack of knowing what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't have a fucking clue. Research is for jumps. <laughs> <laughs> so, is this not the first time we've actually been outside in this set? No, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it is. Mm. See, I'm incredibly biased. It just looked normal to me. Yeah. They are in the outside Giles' house set. Right. Yeah, I know. That set that I'm very familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, that you're incredibly familiar with and we have never seen before on this show. Oh. Huh. huh. Yeah, I was really hoping you more had on this, but I mean, whatever. I'm just glad to see that they're expanding their set repertoire, you know? Wow, yeah. It just didn't even occur to me because it looked so normal to me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the only thing we've seen is Giles' door. Like right in front of it. I think that was literally a different set that they were using at that point. That's very possible. And I I can't say one way or the other because I keep picturing other events happening in this set. <laughs> and like, they're just all after this. Yeah. So it's a courtyard, right? Yeah. Ivy draped walls. Uh-huh. This is an apartment complex sort of thing. Like low rise apartments. And yeah, Giles's unit is one of these. And at this point, I think it's the first time we see them actually outside it huh. for any length of time. Neato. That isn't just crowded <laughs> around the door. Right, because it was always, we're just crowded around the door. Having this set makes this space make more sense, which is very nice. A lot more sense. Yeah. And like, hey, this is a nice courtyard. Like, Giles it's is a doing, super nice courtyard. doing pretty good. I don't know how he's affording this now that he's unemployed, but whatever. It's Sunnydale. Right, right. Is, he bought this condo outright for $5. Oh man, I just want to pitch this spinoff to you. Okay. Uh, Giles is unemployed, has nowhere to live, has to move in with Joyce. Awkwardness Ooh. ensues. Oh. <laughs> I am fully on board. Right? Oh my god. <laughs> Buffy's going home to see her mom and to get the research done. No, no, they don't tell Buffy at first. And <laughs> she goes home, and instead of her room being full of packing crates, <gasps> Giles has moved in because he, ah! he's unemployed. <laughs> yes, I love it a thousand times, yes. Right, so, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's too bad for us. Really unfortunate. Blah, blah, blah. Buffy doesn't like her roommate. And Giles his... is running! Can we talk yeah. about how Giles is running? Sure thing. He's a jogger now. He's I think a I maybe saw his right hand a little bit. <gasps> so famous right hand? Right. So, uh, off pod, which I know is what our listeners love, I was telling Dave about a discovery I had made that apparently Giles's or Anthony Stewart Head's right hand, his pinky finger is longer than his other three fingers and they're all the same length, which in and of itself really isn't that big of a deal, but he apparently tries to hide it. And does a very good job because I had never noticed anything slightly strange about his hand in the past. Yeah. So now we're on hand watch. Didn't see it. Shit. I should have been looking out for it. But I mean, like with most things you tell me in one year out the other. Of course. Done with that information probably. Yeah. Okay. So I got to keep an eye out for that. You didn't happen to get a screenshot of it, did you? I can probably find it. I don't know how long you want to wait. Nah. Nah. That would have been a good thing. Right. So, oh, and we are in, like, full-on, nobody's shoulders are going to be covered ever again, apparently, because it's the early Ooh. 2000s. So, in this scene, Buffy's wearing a straight-up tube top. It is strapless as hell, and those platforms... Oh. Mm. No. Bullshit. This tube top. Okay, I was looking at this the entire scene, right. trying to figure out whether it was strapless or whether it was just her hair covering things strategically. Whoa. She's wearing the same tube top next scene... And it seemed to have very thin spaghetti straps. Or are they like the insanely thin ones where like they're probably not really doing anything? Oh yeah, they they are 0% holding anything up or yeah, doing anything structural. So it's a tube top, but it does have these tiny little straps and they're always covered in this entire scene by her hair. I don't know what fixated me on it, but I was like, (laughs) no, Buffy, move just a little bit. Like shake your head. Do you have anything there i wonder if that was actually intentional then like if they wanted you to think it was a tube top but why do they care so much no i'm sure it was just sarah michelle geller like you know putting her hair down and (laughs) that's where the hair hangs out yeah Yeah. (laughs) it just i don't know and then i saw it next scene and i was like it's the same color but now it has spaghetti straps but maybe it always did i was so (laughs) sure it didn't know And your fixation paid off, is what you're telling me. Because I, I, yeah, yeah, I moved on and then I was not looking hard enough, clearly. <laughs> clearly. Yeah. And then when she sits down at the lunch table in the next scene, her hair is once again covering the straps. And you're just like, And I wasn't no. sure whether it was two different shirts. And yeah. It, you, but it you knew that would be making. insane. It was crazy making, Michaela. Okay. 
let's get to the next scene though but we have to go through kathy she likes things tidy uh and you know her sweater is ruined she's looking across at buffy's closet hashtag rude just waltzes on in there and starts taking things off hangers to try on and so like in Kathy's mind, she has clearly done the mental gymnastics of, well, Buffy did have some of my milk, so <laughs> I'm entitled to wear her sweater. Because, Buffy had my milk. Yeah, and Buffy ruined my sweater. Down. Yeah. Yeah. Therefore, I can borrow one of her sweaters. And she does eventually get the line like, oh, I didn't think you'd mind, which is what Buffy had said about the milk. So yeah, no, this is clearly what's happening. I like it. And, I mean, Kathy finds Buffy's weapon bag and is pretty unfazed, all things considered. It's a minorly confused look that Kathy pulls off really well. Like, how concerned are you, just as, like, a person, that Buffy keeps a loaded crossbow? (laughs) Or perhaps, perhaps multiple loaded crossbows. Like, it shouldn't be loaded, and Kathy's just waving it around, like, where is her crossbow safety? I didn't actually think much about this scene afterwards, but mm. this scene doesn't come back, does it? Kathy, later on, when she's talking to Willow about how crazy Buffy is, she, like, sort of implies that she thinks Buffy is dangerous, and you could kind of look at this... <laughs> But, but like, okay. when she says that, she's not like, I found this bag of weapons in her closet. <laughs> like, you'd think she'd bring that up. Yeah. And anyway. maybe this is more to do with the fact that, I don't know, like, this bag of weapons not being strange to her should be a clue in some way for us about Kathy? I don't know. I thought she had a real good confused puppy look on her face, <laughs> and I was taking that as the appropriate level of confusion. Right. Combined with Kathy's just, like, kind of floaty nature that's true she doesn't really seem to be too concerned about things because it's all like the passive aggressive right now oh yeah nothing's actually coming to the surface and then this is another like huh yeah hey buffy why do you (laughs) you know all that good stuff oh Oh, no dave she is running into our favorite guy since Mm. one s hope Remember good old Scotty? Scott Hope is a million that... times better than Parker. Whoa! <laughs> Are you kidding? That cannot be true. Okay, so Buffy's running to Parker Abrams in the uh, lunch line. Uh-huh. He's charming, and his hair is like Riley's, but slightly less so, is it's, how I'm describing it. It's a little it. wilder. <laughs> yeah, it's wavier and wilder, but then, like, he's tried to do the Riley thing with it, because that was popular. And it's like, it's more of like a fountain than Riley's. Like, it's more up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's just so charming, isn't he? <laughs> I can't believe you hate anyone more than Scott Hope. And, and his you know stupid what? eyebrows. I'm, I'm looking forward to this journey now of going from being like, you know, Parker's a whatever dude that I don't care about to, oh my God, I hate this guy. Why is his stupid face on camera still? Right. Like so I, I mean, Scott Hope. have I maybe biased you against Parker by going on about how much I hate Parker? A little bit, but that's okay. We'll get there. A million times worse worse than Scott. That's crazy. <laughs> like I have what is what is Parker doing here? He's not a freshman. What is he doing in this dining hall? It, he's a cheapskate. He likes to get as much food as he possibly can and then get out of the calf. This punch card system is garbage. It's a weird system. It's so easy. It. He he talks about it as if he's like cracked some code. <laughs> but like anyone no. who thought about this for two seconds would reach this same conclusion about the punch card system, right? Because the system's just like you take as much food as you want to constitute a single meal. <laughs> yeah. And then and that's, that's one, one punch. punch of your card. That's insane. Of course people are going to just be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to eat all of this. <laughs> and then they walk out scot-free. It's fine. They've all, just like really shoved weird. it all down their shirt. It's great. <laughs> I definitely thought he was just shoplifting, and that was him cracking the system at first. And you're just like, whoa, this guy's pretty badass. Watch out, Buffy. He seems yeah. like a wild card. I mean, better than Scott Hope. Like, what's what's Xander doing here? I've moved on from Parker. How did Xander get in here? <laughs> it's a college. Anyone can fucking walk into a college. I, I need to be very clear with you that I know nothing about dining halls. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I lived in residence, not a dining hall residence, but I mean, I walked through the dining hall of a couple residences on my way to class. 
because that was the fastest route. All right. So any... Uh, slash warmest. Any Joe Schmo could walk in here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyone who had any desire to hang out with a bunch of undergrads right. could go to any university or college, generally. That does sound terrible. You're right. Yeah. Find the lunchroom if they really right. wanted. It, it's not a security issue. If it was a high school, I could see it. And like, why was Wes there? Oh, we'll never know. But... <laughs> Xander being wherever he wants around campus, that's fine. Because in theory, he's the appropriate age to be there. Yeah, no one's going to question him. That's true. I mean, if he looked like the appropriate age, that is. Yeah, so... Kathy shows up at the lunch line, or in the lunchroom. Buffy was dodging her, and that's how she met charming Mr. Parker Abrams. Yeah. (laughs) Kathy is brazenly wearing Buffy's sweater, which (laughs) is excellent. She just gives zero fucks. She just plops right down as if everything's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Then picks up her burger, <laughs> the slow mo of the ketchup <laughs> the falling z- out of it, and then the right crazy, onto the sweater. The crazy zoom in on Buffy's <laughs> eyes. <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, yeah, okay, but before we move on from this scene, yeah. Multiple times, or at least one time in this scene, Buffy calls Xander Zand. We've done this before, and I was <laughs> concerned. And like, I don't know, I did, I just did not like it. It's just- It's I, happened in one previous episode, and now it's coming back here, and I'm like, why? No. no it was very it. jarring to me, so I have to imagine it's gonna stop, because oh, God, I, did, I, hope so. I did not like it. Well, this is the problem. You start off by shortening Alexander to Xander. Right. And then you take off the er, and then what are you left with? You've got one syllable. Are you gonna start just chopping phonemes off of there? Crazy. Where does it end? Slippery slope, telling you. Slippery damn slope. Buffy's calling Willow, talking to her about how shit her roommate is, (laughs) how shit Kathy is, and god, I love it so much, because Kathy's in the bathroom, Buffy's on the phone, you know she ain't logging that fucking call, and that's a reasonable goddamn system that Kathy has. (laughs) I really wrote almost those exact words. (laughs) Like, Buffy's not logging this call. There's absolutely... No question. Do you love her gigantic yellow PJs? Oh, they're so good. And like... (laughs) They're so over the top. I just love how tone deaf Buffy is. Where she's like, oh, Willow, you have no idea. I have the worst roommate. And Willow's like, "Uh uh-huh. I can't really hear you over the raging party my roommate is throwing. (laughs) It's so good, though. Uh, I love it. Yeah. Um, I think this is a good time to come into our second segment. Something that I like to call... First world problems. People of the first world. Yeah. We got first world problems. My fridge is so full I have to reach way back. And my sports car doesn't even have an audio jack. My laptop's battery is low, but the charger's over there. I can never find the right lid for my Tupperware. <laughs> yeah. So minus the soul-stealing thing that we'll get into. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> that old thing. <laughs> this is the part of the episode where we talk about the character with the firstest of first world problems. So Buffy. And, yeah. Rarely do we find one as similar as Buffy to this. It's just crazy pants. I love it all. I love the various ways that they have of annoying each other, like whether or not the window will stay open, whether or not Kathy has any sort of system for catching her toenails, which she should. Gross. The, like the milk thing, the phone system. At one point, the Buffy's tapping her pencil eraser on her book, and that scene is like an affront. The gene ironing comes up as proof that she's evil. And then there's a later scene where Kathy cracking a hard-boiled egg is seen to be like portrayed as being the loudest, most ear-splittingest thing that you can imagine. It's not it's like it's drowning out the music that is mostly drowned out by Buffy's earmuffs. And you're like, how fucking loud is that egg? It's just the idea of the egg, I think, that Buffy doesn't like. I see. I mean, it's all great, right? It's so good. And again, like, neither of them are really doing anything that is that bad. I mean, flossing your teeth and cutting your toenails in your bed are pretty weird yeah. things to do. Like, Those that, are weird. there's a bathroom for that. But yeah, like... Just those little things that, at, at whatever point, they're just doing it to spite each other. Yeah. Especially the, like, the window thing. <laughs> oh, God. And, like, at some point, I'm sure Kathy's like, I'm just going to play this song forever on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
So it all makes so much sense because Buffy is, you know, losing her soul, right? She has already lost part of it at this point and is going to be losing more of it. And yeah, having to share a soul means that neither of them are pleasant people anymore. Well, and Kathy's starting state was no soul at all because she's a demon, Right. right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they're... Maybe at some point they've gotten to 50-50, and it's just not good for anyone. (laughs) No, it's really not. But it is played very well. I like all of the... (laughs) Because it's such a first world problem that they're running into. It's good, though. It's good. Buffy looks pretty weird in this scene, and I think they've given her bedtime makeup, which is like oh, I'm not wearing any makeup makeup. <laughs> where oh, that's bad. She clearly still has makeup on, but they've done it very differently from normal to try to make it look like she's not going to bed with a full face of makeup on. Because that would be weird, right? As part of First World Problems, we do have Kathy having labeled everything in the fridge with Kathy, including <laughs> each individual egg. What a great little thing to add. Each egg is just... <laughs> It's like that extra little passive-aggressive, no Buffy, every egg is mine. Oh, it's so good. And I love it because Buffy turns around like, fine, maybe I just won't eat any of your food. (laughs) Like, yeah, you really showed her. Yeah. I'm surprised. So this episode, it makes sense because they're sharing the soul that, like, Buffy is portrayed as being unsympathetic. Right. But I am generally surprised at the series and how unafraid it is to show Buffy as being a fairly unsympathetic character in places. Like, the a lot of the end of the Angel stuff was just like, Buffy's a child, you know? Or newly not a child. She still has maturity issues. And throughout the series, she's been a, a hero, but sometimes has just been a real jerk about things. Yeah, and like, that is refreshing, because just because she's the main character, she doesn't have to, like, be the best and always do the right thing, even in, you know, personal situations. Like, Mm. the point is that she does the right thing, you know, when it comes to saving the world. And she has all these great qualities surrounding that. But yeah, sometimes she's kind of a brat. (laughs) And that's okay. It's interesting. Because that also plays into the concept, right? Of the teenage vampire slayer. Yeah. Right. The teenage vampire slayer should be kind of bratty. Because, in yeah, from one perspective, then that makes it sort of more impressive when... Mm -hmm. Because she is so much more mature when it comes to the world-saving aspects of her life, right? Yes. In the uh, in the wiki for this episode, it suggests that Kathy's soul-stealing uh, ritual had been going on previous to this episode as an explanation for why Buffy had such trouble dealing with Sunday. And oh. that's that's an interesting idea, but like the way that Buffy reacts to the first time she has what she thinks is a nightmare in this episode. Like, Mm -hmm. really makes it seem like this is the first time this has happened, or she just has no recollection of it happening before, I guess is the other option. But I don't know. I didn't really feel like Kathy had been doing this before, like, the first thing that we see here. Maybe. If Sunday was a a former Slayer, it all just makes more sense than this anyway. So Right? I'm that's my headcanon. I like that headcanon, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what does happen is Buffy has a creepy dream where blood is being poured down her mouth by again, the glowy eyed demons, right? Scorpion on the stomach, which is not good. I knew you and, hated that. Oh, oh it's so God. close to her belly button, Dave. Fucking it's like the Matrix all over again. It's just terrible. <laughs> what if Jesus it goes shit. what if it goes in her belly button? Oh, <laughs> Fuck you. Just get the fuck out of here. Oh my god. Life energy is getting sucked out of Buffy's mouth and it's all bad. Alright, we done? We done. So this demon, like, once you know that it's Kathy, it's actually Mm -hmm. pretty clear that it's not one of those other male demons. Oh really? No, like, her face is quite a bit thinner. It just still has the demon makeup on. Like, I I was pretty sure... Yeah, like I was I was watching pretty closely and I was pretty sure you could tell like with the foreknowledge that it yeah. was Kathy doing this that it is actually her after they've done like all the demon makeup on her. So Buffy wakes up and she's and Kathy's just sitting there being like, "Do you always make those fucking weird noises?" <laughs> Kathy being a prodigious snorer as well. Yeah. So that of course. That helps. Uh... So Buffy's like, okay, this was creepy. I'm going to go meet up with Giles and the gang. And yeah, I mean, anyone can be on a college campus. So Giles has paid a house call, basically. Gang's all here. 
don't know. Okay. Sitting in the lobby of something. So I have some some rapid fire, rapid fire fashion things to say to you. Ooh, good. I love Willow's like off the shoulder light blue crocheted poncho that has this mm-hmm. like crazy fringe at the bottom, and she's wearing a jean skirt with it. It's amazing. Very loose crochet, yeah. So good. Seth Green is wearing a shirt that fits him. Ooh. It is a t-shirt that fits him. And Giles is in his weird casual clothes because, like, <gasps> he doesn't wear suits anymore, right? He's right. He's not... <laughs> I mean, he was a librarian and a watcher. I guess the watcher thing was more probably related to the suits than the librarian thing. Maybe, yeah. But no, know. now he just always has, like... Like, he's he's got a very casual jacket on with just, like, a sweater. And you're like... Just, you own those suits, Giles. Just, I mean, you might as well just wear those, right? Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, doesn't really make that much sense. Buffy's shirt is off the shoulder for no reason. Oh. Like, it's black, and it has, like, weird puffy sleeves that are just, like, off the shoulder for whatever reason. Huh. Huh. Anyway, describing her dream to Giles, Giles is, you know, speculating a little bit. And then Kathy shows up because... <sighs> She's everywhere, man. <laughs> so, shit, just briefly... In my notes, Kathy is spelled with a K precisely twice. Oh. And that is when I was looking at her name spelled with a K in the fridge of things spelled with a K. <laughs> on the eggs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, on the eggs and things. The rest of the time I spelled it with a C. And I was looking at my notes, I was like, huh, that, I reverted really quickly. <laughs> And it's funny because I had a moment at like the beginning of my notes where I was like, oh my God, C or K. And then I vividly pictured those eggs and I was like, (laughs) it's a fucking K. All right, let's do this. Okay. So Kathy shows up and she's like, oh, Giles, you read dreams? That's cool. Can you read mine? Oz just straight up guesses what her dream was. I mean, it's Buffy's dream that he's just repeating back. She's like, oh yeah. How'd you know? I'm a good guesser. Yeah. Yeah. Again, she just has no problem with this. (laughs) Zero problem. That's pretty weird. I like that they're like, oh, this is Giles, our adult friend. It's not weird. And you're (laughs) like, wait, no. Isn't it a bit weird? Shouldn't you explain this more? But Kathy doesn't give a fuck. No. So Kathy really reminds me a lot of like a Luna Lovegood character. Oh, yeah. And that's why I'm having so little difficulty with her just being like, Oh, you're a good guesser. That's cool. But like, like, it is that same like floatiness to her, you know? Yeah, but like, if Luna wanted to aggressively annoy Buffy, yeah. Because at this point, we're like at aggressive. Like, we've just <laughs> done away with passiveness. <laughs> For sure. Somewhere in here, though, Cordy gets name dropped. Yeah. Buffy's like talking about or brushing off all of Kathy's concerns, and people are like, "Yo, isn't it pretty weird that both of you are having the same dream?" And it's like, "No, she's just stealing my dream. That dream stealing bitch." <laughs> Yeah, and then after Buffy, Buffy leaves to go to class, and they're like, gee, she's really acting like a Cordelia. And you're like, you remember her? Yes, hold on to her memory. Don't, don't ever forget. Yeah, man, Cordelia, watch. As long as you keep her in your hearts. And, like, this is actually kind of problematic if you think think about it from the perspective of Buffy is acting this way because someone is actively taking parts (laughs) of her soul away, and they have compared her to Cordelia. Uh, it's so different though they're both being mean so the end result is the same but cordelia's is just like an unthinking zero filterness whereas buffy is being like aggressive and intentionally malicious that's true cordelia's is more of like a lack of empathy whereas yeah buffy's is just full-on aggressive i hate kathy and eventually kathy must die but Cordelia could definitely be malicious, and she was several times. But most of it is just, yeah, yeah, she doesn't really care if it makes you feel bad. Yeah. So the demons are meeting up again. The she lines are like, she's the one. Do you think she'll do? (laughs) Yes, she will be good. And you're like, oh. will be pleased. (laughs) Oh, I see. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're not, like, talking anything about Slayer, about Buffy, about anything. It's just she will do, she'll be the one, Taparich will be pleased, sure. Great. Anyway. Yeah. Is this the scene where he gets called forth, or, like, that might be later? Uh, I think it's a little bit later, but, I mean, soon. They're, okay, they've got, like, this fire in the middle of the woods, and, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. This is, this is pretty... Like, someone could see this fire, this fire could spread. You probably can't just have a fire in the woods. In California? Smokey no. the Bear would not be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Kathy has a boy over in their room. <laughs> Does she? <laughs> well, he's on her bed. He sure is. It's Parker. Oh, hey, hey Parker. Great to see you, buddy. Your sweater's gigantic. <laughs> Buffy is V-mad that Kathy's been stepping to her game? I don't know what the youths are saying. Oh, um, hmm. Yeah, no, I don't know enough slang to, to try Snatching to... her man, basically. Oh. No? I'm just gonna... Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. So, like, this is kind of a weird... A weird thing. Parker's here. He's clearly having, like, a pretty good time talking to Kathy. Yeah. Buffy shows up. She's pissed about this. He... But, like, he's here because he brought her this cute little present. Mm-hmm. And then, like, she's still just only pissed and, like, threatened by this. The fact that Kathy and Parker were talking. And you're like... He still showed up to bring you this little present. So, like, I don't know. I feel like you're winning, right? This is completely in line with Buffy, though, and she's losing her soul. I guess so. This is the exact same thing of Angel wants to have a talk down in the sewer, so she runs away. Or Angel's talking to Cordelia, so she tries to run away. And Angel is literally the best guy ever, sees this, and catches up with her. Yeah, or, like, she's with Angel. She told Angel to, (laughs) to trick Faith. And then she's like, I bet you liked kissing her. <laughs> right. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. This is Buffy. Right. What am I even saying? This, this is such classic Buffy, and it's only barely accentuated by her lacking half of her soul now. I mean, Kathy's over-the-top flirting is pretty <laughs> stomach-churning. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> but, like, this is the full annoyance fight that they have, and they're just trying to do things to annoy the other person. I cannot imagine how much fun it must have been to film the scene where Sarah Michelle Keller just picks up a, what, a carton of milk? Like a liter, yeah. chugs the entire thing, spilling most of it over herself. Like, she's on a carpet, isn't she? This is how you get ants. Oh, is that what you want? Yup. Because that's how you get ants. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. I just cannot imagine how much fun it would have been oh, to do God. that. And like, did they need multiple takes of that? I don't even know. And like, what does it say in the script? Buffy drinks entire carton of milk and she reads Killing that most and of she's it. like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, Lord. It's good times, for sure. And then, much excitement, Michaela. Oh, much excitement because mm. double werewolf all the way across <laughs> the sky. Yeah, yeah. Look so at the werewolf. I didn't like. I wasn't a hundred percent sure that you were gonna connect. Pick up on it. Yeah. These pieces, these dots. So Oz is wearing what I like to call his werewolf coat. Yep. Something about like the coat hair combo. Might as well. Yep. You might as well just have written werewolf across his forehead, right? Right. And then he walks past this girl whose coat is amazing. <laughs> it's so amazing. Because she's like in a band and stuff. And her oh, mm-hmm. coat is like, it's so long and leather. It goes like all the way to the ground, Dave. It's so amazing. Jo- Joyce would be proud of this coat. Yeah, so they walk past each other. They both like look at each other as they're passing. And then turn around to like get a better look after they've passed each other. And yeah, there's clearly something going on here. <laughs> Who can say? <laughs> and then, as if there weren't enough things happening in this scene, there's some fucking commandos in the background. Right? Just to, like, remind you that they exist. Yeah, they have to be in every episode. <laughs> Just credited character. Commandos. Rando commando. <gasps> Rando commando! Why was that not a segment? <laughs> I am. could be. Maybe next episode, we'll see. Yeah, come on. So, yeah, the the double werewolf thing is great. And let's quickly go over this, because I don't remember what she looks like right now. But I'm pretty sure that I can plot out the future of this character, especially vis-a-vis Oz. Right. Because it's going to be like, they talk to each other, there's a bit of interest, Oz is with Willow, Willow gets jealous, Oz is with Willow still, likes this other person, and then by the end of the season, hopefully, is going off with this other person to be, you know, happy werewolves together because they're actually werewolves. 
Well, we'll watch out for how much of that is right. Yeah, I really don't remember much, but I'm figuring that's (laughs) how it plays out, right? Like, that's narratively something that would check out. Anyway, yeah, it's good times. There's the initiative bros in the background, rando commando and such. And Oz gets, like, something to do, which Mm. is pretty exciting. Oz is going patrolling with Buffy. Yeah, and, like, we don't get very much Oz-Buffy action, you know? Just the two of them in a scene? It's pretty interesting. They comment on it, how weird it is for (laughs) Oz to come patrolling with Buffy without Willow. Yeah, they're walking around. What does Buffy say that has something to do with mime? So either you hit her or you did your wacky mime routine for her. Well, I didn't do either, actually. But she deserved it, don't you think? Nobody deserves mime, Buffy. So that's amazing, and we're always glad to have Oz doing stuff in the show, you know? We Buffy are. Buffy's now wearing a more giant red coat. <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty It's pretty big. It's very red. Uh, and, you know, I think, I think it's still a better fit than, like, last season's coats. Sure. Buffy murders a bench because <laughs> she's so mad about Kathy, and just, Oz just kills it in this scene. He's great. Yeah. She kicked it in twain, though. Like, she, damn. Yeah, she's mad at the bench. Looked shifty. Apparently. Then, I mean, the next scene, if Buffy chugging a liter of milk wasn't crazy enough, this is amping everything up somehow. Yeah. This is the one where we get, like, the hard-boiled egg being cracked, the music being played, the, the tapping, toenails. the windows, the toenails, yeah. maybe some flossing somewhere in here. So much bed and, floss. Ugh. Oh, they... What? Like, why? You went to the bathroom. I don't know. And, yeah, like, we, there's a scene in here where Kathy is, like, complaining to Willow. Willow has somehow gotten caught in the middle of this. <laughs> I'm not really sure how. And Buffy's just like, Kathy is evil and must die. Look, I collected her toenails last night. And you're like, okay. oh. Before we get there, we will get there. But let's go back just to the, the final, the end of the... You know, two roommates warring. Yeah. Because we got a last segment. Oh. One that I like to call Sitcom Solutions. And I know what I'm going to paint. A dividing line. Right down the middle of the room. Great. That sort of thing works out on situation comedies all the time. Oh, no. The sitcom solution can't be that Kathy must die. No. No, of course not. (laughs) The classic sitcom solution, and this is just where we talk about the problem of the episode that has the most sitcom-y solution. Obviously, you paint a line down the middle of the fucking room. Oh, shit. Yeah. Mm, that's problematic. Because, like, the I mini mean, the fridge, fridge is on, one is on side. Buffy's side. <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna work out well. Well, no, you just paint, like, a corridor to the fridge and then paint a yeah. line down half of the fridge, right? Yeah, exactly. There, there are definitely ways around this. There's, like, the no, yeah, no man's land where uh or the the neutral path to the fridge you can definitely have that but yeah get some clone high going on in here paint a line down the middle it always works tried and true tried and but true yeah, i mean both buffy and kathy are crazy <sighs> kathy's like uh willow i think buffy's pretty dangerous like something has to be done about her and buffy straight up says that she's gonna kill kathy yeah because <laughs> she's decided okay so in the night so oh no let me back up yeah kathy cut her toenails in the room, and then just left the toenail clippings on the floor. Mm-hmm. Problem one. Yeah. Problem two, well, not even a problem so much, but, like, the the idea of Buffy crawling across the floor, collecting <laughs> toenails, like, I really wish we had been able to see that, because it sounds hilarious. I mean, I love that the Ziploc bags that Parker gave her come back, and that she's got <laughs> Ziploc bags to store the right, toenails in. to store in. the toenails. And, yeah, she measured them... It, last night and this morning and they've grown and that's a demon thing (laughs) god damn it (laughs) so there is this concept of like don't bet against buffy right never bet against the hellmouth problem like it backfires every time every single time every single time maybe this is mundane no no turns out it's fucking not yeah so yeah uh they haven't learned clearly because they're like oh man buffy's lost it (laughs) Buffy does have her second round of dreams or whatever. You got the same blood down the mouth, the scorpion on the stomach, and then the soul sucking from the demon. And yeah, is going off to everyone about how crazy and evil Kathy is, how she's an evil killer, and the solution is thus obvious. And so, I mean, she gets the angel treatment in Giles' place. Yeah, man. Those super effective nets. 
fucking nets are Make so it... OP? God. Like, a net and three humans versus the Slayer? I'm sorry. Nets are Hondo P.O.P. Like, <laughs> you did it. So proud. Well, you've, I've lost my train of thought. You've <laughs> ruined fine. me with Hondo P.O.P. Yeah, they're just crazy effective. And how how is this strung up? Because it drops on her, right? From question mark, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Did Buffy not look up? Is she like a dog? She can't look up? Giles definitely has a second floor. Maybe there's <laughs> like a landing ceiling that he uh. like threw the net down from. Because we don't see Giles, right? The net just comes from somewhere. Oh, where does the net come from? Hmm. I don't I know. I think it was just attached to the ceiling and Buffy didn't look up to see it. It was great. Anyway, yeah, she gets netted and then tied up. Everyone's like, I'm pretty sure she's possessed by the demon. Because <laughs> she's crazy. They're trying to figure out, like, how they're gonna... Oh, Giles knows a spell to, like, get the demon to reveal itself so that they can figure out how to, like, get Buffy unpossessed. Mm-hmm. Because she's, yeah, she's acting insane. And, I like, I would argue for sure that she's acting too insane for them to be like, oh, wow, clearly she's right. She's always right about these things. Yeah, no, like, she is way too insane for that. Because, like, if they're wrong, she's gonna kill a human. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, Oz and Xander are left to watch over uh... Buffy while... <laughs> while Giles and Willow, the A-team... Right? This is not a job on. for the B-team! <laughs> <laughs> well, the A-team is necessary to do the magic things. I guess. The B-team can't be trusted with that shit either. You just... Ugh. You gotta split up the teams, you know? You gotta have Oz and Willow go off to get the magic stuff, and Xander and Giles stay behind to guard Buffy. No, no, no. What Xander, and, instead... Xander and Oz stay behind, because what? then we get to have both of them be concussed. <laughs> Concussion count going up! <laughs> yeah, knocks both of their heads together, Buffy does when she's uh, getting out of there, or she's already gotten out of the restraints that yeah. were very shittily applied, apparently. And, like, they're just some rope. She's the yeah. slayer. Right? I love uh. the comment about not having manacles like a self-respecting bachelor. Like, Oz's family had manacles. Angel had manacles. Right? Bachelors do have manacles. <laughs> it's true. And, I mean, Xander clearly has some. If He's the one complaining that Giles doesn't. So Buffy goes to confront Kathy, and holy shit, <laughs> Buffy tears her face off. So she wants to go take Kathy's face off. Off. It comes right off. <laughs> right the and fuck off. She's a demon. They have an awesome fight. It's great. <laughs> Get to wreck up the dorm room a little bit. And yeah, Kathy came to this dimension to just go to college as a regular human. And now has to take Buffy's soul to make sure the guys following her can't find her. And like, that's insane. Right? <laughs> These guys somehow don't have some other way to check that she's a demon. And, like, the guy in charge of them is her dad. So once he shows up, he's gonna know which one is his daughter, regardless of who has the soul. Yeah. Her plan I mean, is Kathy's garbage. she has got an expert face, though. I mean, that face. Right, she was gonna swap faces with Buffy, right? <laughs> oh my god. So Completing gross. the face off, yes. <laughs> It's so much more problematic than in the movie Face Off, though. Because they <laughs> yeah, also the toenails... swap bodies. Anyways. <laughs> the toenails actually were growing after Kathy, after, yeah. after Kathy trimmed them. The fight scene is great because you get all this exposition happening through the fight scene. And then at one point it just cuts back to the fight and Kathy's smacking Buffy across <laughs> the face with the phone receiver. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just repeatedly. Like, I really did appreciate how Kathy knows the whole story here and yet somehow giles still gets the exposition <laughs> like somehow it still cuts to giles with a book reading out the exposition to us of course uh, oh yeah starts to do some magic xander and oz go to help buffy the demon dad shows up before too much can happen okay though. wait no okay. no what's up oz and xander wake up and everyone's like, oh, are you guys okay? And they're like, oh, no big deal. Because concussions are no big deal again. And then they run off to help Buffy. They were knocked out. That's serious. No, we're back to not being serious <gasps> nope, anymore. not even slightly serious. 
Not even slightly. Oh, man. Yeah, they've rushed people to the hospital over minor head wounds. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> minor. I mean, concussions, honestly. Yeah. They were concussions. Yeah. They were knocked out. No big deal. Oh. Okay. So, yes. They run off completely unscathed. <laughs> I think it's like when you have blood, then it's serious. But if you mm. are just concussed without blood, then everything's fine. Everything's a-okay. All the all the fluids are, like, still up there, right? It's when they start leaking out that you have problems. Ugh. I really don't like talking about anyone's fluids. I don't know Too bad. why I'm the one who's taking this stance. The number of times I said master juice. Mm, master batorium. <laughs> yep. There we go. Got some right Jesse. Got it Got all. Some master batorium. Yep. yep. <laughs> Just need some he's a what in here to... Oh, shit. Oh, she's a what. Shit. He's a what? He's a what? He's a what? He's a what? There's a what? He's a what? She's a what? He's a what? She's what? He's a what? He's a what? They're what? He's a music man. We're so dumb. Fuck. Oh, God. Okay. That's fine. Anyway, the dad shows up. I love that all of their... <laughs> dialogue i was like why is it why are they not just speaking english like regular demons it's because having the subtitles say you're in a lot of trouble young lady (laughs) is so much better when the guy's speaking like black speech or whatever and her tone is so whiny in the demon language (laughs) it's so good it was an excellent choice to have the demons be subtitled Great choice. Kathy gets sucked back into her own dimension. Everything's looking up for Buffy because she's no longer getting smacked in the face of the phone receiver. Right. And we just get a quick button because Buffy and Willow are now actually living together, which makes a lot of sense. It makes everything so much easier. It's not even funny. So easy. It solves Willow's problem. I kind of appreciate that, like, they gave Buffy a different roommate initially just so you know we could sort of do this oh you got stuck with a crappy roommate thing and now i mean i don't know what strings they had to pull to like get willow to be the one in here but whatever it makes it probably so much easier she probably went to the ra or whatever they have and was like hey i asked for a roommate who liked to study and there have been non-stop parties happening that's true is there any way i could get transferred to this conveniently empty room i have one last question What's up? Before we wrap any of this up. So Buffy and uh, Kathy have a pretty intense fight in this room and they break a lot of stuff. Yes. Like a door, a window. Yep. Like what's the explanation here? Does Buffy have to pay for it? Who fixes it? You know? All good questions. (laughs) And we'll come back to them next week, I'm sure. I'm sure we will. The final shot here is Willow and Buffy being like, oh, everything will be great now because we're best friends. And then Willow's just like, Hey, do you mind if I have a bite of your sandwich and then takes a bite without waiting? And the zoom in on Buffy's (laughs) eyes again. (laughs) Great times. All the best times. Yeah. So yeah, that was the episode. Did you like the episode, Michaela? I don't love it. Like, it definitely has some fun aspects. But, Mm -hmm. like, in terms of it it being necessary for the season... It fails to move anything forward. Yes. So it's necessary insofar as we need to get rid of Kathy and now Willow and Buffy are living together. But that was a one episode problem. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't need to write her in at all. Oh, and yeah. it did introduce Parker, who will clearly yep. be very important. Oh my god, if they Scott Hope us again with like this two episode love interest that is just never brought up. Oh my, I can only imagine how sickened I would have been if in the finale for season three they had been like, and Scott! Faithful Scott, Faithful you have a part Scott. in this plan as well. Uh, you know, we forgot about him. Thank God. So Good. forgettable. Yeah, this is a... I, I had fun talking about this episode. I definitely didn't come out of it saying like, oh, that was bad. Yeah. It doesn't advance anything. And like, Kathy, you know, the actress playing her does a great job. Amazing job. Like a great job doing what she's supposed to be doing in this episode. But her purpose in this episode is to be super annoying and like for her and Buffy to have this little war that is kind of off-putting to everyone, like including the audience. So after a while, you're kind of like, get over it, you guys, because it really is a first world problem. Like, oh, my God, she's flossing all the time. Like, grow (laughs) up. Good times. What was the top outfit from the episode though so i was so prepared to be like 100 percent on that willow like crocheted Ooh, top yes. jean skirt but like this coat that 
question mark girl was wearing. Ooh, it was such a good coat. So long. Oh, double werewolf lady? Yeah. Yeah. His name that you certainly know and are not telling me? Yeah, I didn't say it. I, I started to, and then I stopped myself. <laughs> mm, I'll have to re-listen to this recording. I mean, by the time you get it, anything I started to say will be cut to fuck. shreds. Fuck. To, to shreds. shreds, you said. <laughs> Would you All like right. to know what our friend Taylor Kingston thought of this episode? Sure. Okay, so... First note was the one with Buffy's roommate. Is right. that right? No. This was the kind of thing that you needed to have seen the episode to guess this. Yeah. Okay, I was figuring it might be a spoiler after it turned out that she was a demon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, loves them spoiler titles. How wordy can you get with this? Because I want to be like, the one where Buffy's roommate's a demon. It's it's wordier than that. <laughs> what? <laughs> it turns out to be a demon? Oh, the one where Buffy's roommate tries to steal her soul. Oh, <laughs> dang. It's like so much wordier and so much more spoilery than you could have possibly it's so imagined. so much more spoiler. Now, this review is pretty, pretty solidly just a... Synopsis? Just a synopsis. But I'm okay. going to read you some, some key parts of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're going to love the beginning of it. <laughs> I love this episode. It's oh, a perfect no. second episode of the season. <laughs> oh we haven't had that before it's so <gasps> that's delightful so good i like died when i read it <laughs> oh god yeah uh so uh tk definitely agrees with us on on some key points mm-hmm. in this episode buffy's roommate kathy is getting on her last nerve stealing her clothes and then ruining them always clipping her toenails ew go do that in the bathroom not on your bed correct eating six raw eggs in one sitting does that happen they are not raw (laughs) and no it did not happen yeah playing the same song over and over no offense to share but i can only hear do you believe in life after love a few times in a row i wonder how buffy could stand it well she couldn't uh classic (laughs) teeks i'm just trying to imagine a scene in which they show (laughs) kathy eating six raw eggs in Uh... a row and it sounds amazing not for the actress. It no, it sounds so her. gross. Oh my god. It's all a wonder. Oh god. Ugh. <laughs> but yeah, then it's just like, yeah, Buffy gets really paranoid, believing Kathy's a demon, but no one believes her, which they should have, because it turns out that Kathy is a weird demon from another dimension, performing a ritual to steal Buffy's soul. Well, this is a long sentence. So her people would, wouldn't be able to recognize her. Eventually, Buffy stops her, and Kathy is sent back to her own world. Overall... I give this episode a 9 out of 10. Wow. That's that is a, this high. generous. That's <laughs> generous. But like, yeah, this episode is pretty much just fun, right? It's light fluff. And yeah. And I think it does that well. And that's what Teeks is here for. If what we know are anything. our other second episodes? So we've got, obviously, The Harvest, right? <laughs> right. And that was like the second oh, part of a Dead two-parter. Man's Party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This is much better than that. And uh, then second episode of season two. Season two. Some assembly required. Oh damn. <laughs> okay, so this episode is crushing those. Oh my god. The second episode is terrible. I have an interesting little uh, tidbit. Now we're gonna need to talk about this a little bit because I don't know if I believe it. So according to the wiki again, this is the sixth episode of the series without any vampires and. It, oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna read off the first five to you. Which okay. the pack, I Robot, You Jane, The Puppet Show, and Inca Mummy Girl. Whoa. And those are all season one episodes. No, Inca Mummy Girl season two. Oh, gross. It just feels like a season one. Yeah, right. But it's it's like episode four maybe. Yeah. But like, are there really vampires in every other episode? Were there vampires in Reptile Boy? I mean, oh, oh. Angel's a vampire. So those (laughs) tricky fucks. Those tricky fucks. So that's the only way that makes any sense is because those episodes are all before David Boreanaz is a series regular. Son of a bitch. Is David Boreanaz not an Inca mummy girl? Oh my god, I don't think he is. No, he isn't. I was about to like, I was really like feeling that this was not true, but Angel's a fucking vampire. Fuck. (laughs) well wow i so he was credited through season two though wasn't he hmm like how from the beginning yeah was he really not an inca mummy girl i'm gonna 
I'm gonna go to Inca Mummy Girl now. Yeah, we gotta solve this shit. This has right really here. turned into a whole this spin. Hard hitting journalism. Hard hitting journalism. David Boreon is credit only. Whoa. There you go. He is not. Yeah, I couldn't imagine what he did in this episode. No. And that's because he was not in it. Huh. Yeah, I'm surprised that we didn't catch that. <laughs> well, he was pretty heavily involved in the one before Inca Mummy Girl, which is okay. uh, when Spike comes to town. Mm, right, 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 right. Yeah, okay. So that that's all interesting stuff. Though, I mean, yeah, that's a weird metric. I guess, no, Angel is a vampire. I see what they're saying, but it seems kind of useless. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, okay. Like, it's really a lot more useful to say like vampires as villains you know yeah just to say like vampires full stop seems like kind of cheating but anyways okay. who won this episode i was gonna ask you yep uh, i got there first suck it okay so buffy's an obvious contender right mm, mm-hmm. in that she gets rid of her annoying roommate keeps her soul keeps her soul yeah, yeah that's good too doesn't murder a human isn't crazy He's moved in with willow <laughs> And has met the boy of her dreams, right. Parker Abrams. Yep. Uh, then who else do we have? Hmm. Uh, Oz met a second werewolf. Giles Oz got a lot to do, much. but yeah. I think that's too meta. Yeah. Xander didn't get very much to do at all. Very little. This is very Buffy heavy. Mm-hmm. I think it's got to be Buffy. I think it has to be. I mean, in a way, like Willow wins as well. Oh, yeah, right. That was my secondary. Right. Yeah. Willow, because she's no longer living in that horrible situation. <laughs> yeah, that'll be better. I mean, Buffy does get to rip Kathy's face off. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, who doesn't love that effect, right? All right. I, yeah, I'll stick with Buffy for that. Yeah, I think you're right. We never let Buffy win, so she can have this one. No, for sure. All right, well, I think that's it for us here, except for whatever's coming up next episode next up is called the harsh light of day uh-huh uh i'm gonna say one word to you and is i'm not gonna spike. tell you anything else and the word is spike yes yeah <laughs> Woo! Woo! all right yeah that will be good times does he get chipped in that episode i don't know he gets chipped at some point we're gonna have a good Probably- time I think he might get chipped towards the end of it. Like, at the very end of an episode is when, like, he gets tased. Who's to say? Who is to say? Okay, <laughs> that is it for us here. If you want to reach out to us, you can always do that by email, beyondthenew.hellmouth.gmail.com, on the Reddit, buffy.reddit.com. And personally, you can, of course, reach us on Gitter, the developer's chat room system. You can reach me on there, at Diamond Dave and Matilda. <laughs> Oh, God. You want to be telling people your erotic dancing name? That's weird. It's <laughs> not my erotic dancing name. That is my card-playing name. <laughs> they call me Diamond's Dave. I like that I forced you to say erotic dancing name. I mean, I've really won here. Anyways, I'm on there at Get Her Done. Oh, yeah, that's not an erotic dancing name at all. <laughs> Anyway, make sure to hashtag all those commits. Welcome to the Hellmouth, so we know you came from the show. And until next time, farewell from the Hellmouth. Hellmouth. Hell no. Hell no.